Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Rachel Nagler, who is the restaurateur of the Maple Counter Cafe and Pine Cone Creamery in Walla Walla. She is also featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley in Walla Walla. Rachel, thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Rachel, you are just like this amazing woman that's got these two like hot spots in Walla Walla. I want to know, first of all, how did you decide to create a life in Walla Walla? Yeah, so I'm actually from Port Angeles, which is way on the opposite side of the state, up on the you know northwest corner. And my husband's from Squim, which is really nearby there. And we were looking for a town to move to that kind of had a similar you know, size as those, as those towns that we grew up in. Um, but we knew we had to get off the peninsula cause we wanted to open a restaurant and my husband's parents had owned a restaurant out in Squim since 1981. And his, um, my husband's sister owned a place in Silverdale and his aunt owned a restaurant in Port Angeles. So we knew we had a branch out from that area to do our own thing. And, um, you know, I had, um, my parents had some friends who had been coming to Walla Walla for years doing wine tasting and we hadn't considered it at all because it's you know on the opposite side of the state and they mentioned to my parents well tell Corey and Rachel to check out Walla Walla so we came down for a road trip to check it out in 2007 and we just fell in love with it and it took a couple years for us to put all the pieces together to actually move here and open the restaurant but um, we've been here since 2011, and we we love it. It's it's you know fully home now, and we're we're so happy to be here. That's awesome. I've got to ask: when you were a little girl, what did you dream of being when you grew up? I actually dreamt of being a businesswoman. I think when I <laughs> picture, except not in a small town. When I pictured myself as a grown up. I pictured myself working in a high rise in the city. I was from this small town and all I wanted to do was get out of the small town. And I ended up going to Los Angeles for my first year of college at UCLA and ended up transferring back to UW and was um, living in Seattle. I lived there for nine years. And so I thought that the city is where I wanted to be. But um, ultimately, I you know felt my heart calling me back to a small town. And so that's, you know, this is this is where I ended up. But when I was little, I always thought I would be sort of living the high rise life. And but business was always sort of part of it, I think. And um, so here I am. Did you ever dream that you were going to be owning two businesses, two restaurant businesses, that is? I never thought I would be owning restaurants. No, um, I pictured myself working for somebody else, I think, or, you know, originally. And um, but restaurants, I was sort of drawn to them from a very early age. I my first job was well, my first job was actually working for my dad at his fish processing plant. But um, after that, my first job um 
besides for him was at a Mexican restaurant in Port Angeles. And then all through college, I worked in food service. Okay. So I worked, I worked at an ice cream shop. I worked at a few coffee shops. I worked at some really nice restaurants in Seattle. It was always, um, I, I never really did retail or office work. And, um, then when I met Corey, my husband, whose family happened to be from a restaurant family, it was just all too natural for us to, you know, move on and open, open our own place. And I had all of this experience behind me having worked in food service for so many years. Sure. So you have these two popular must dine stops in Walla Walla. I mean, they are the places to visit when you go to Walla Walla. What was the inspiration for the concepts? I mean, the, the Maple Counter Cafe, everyone I talk to says you have to go there. Oh, thanks. Well, the Maple Counter is, um, you know, really, uh, uh, we kind of followed in the footsteps of, of Corey's parents. So they owned a, you know, like I said, a breakfast restaurant or right. they still own in Squim. And Corey's grandparents had owned a breakfast place in Chicago back in the 70s. So we sort of had this template that we knew was, you know, was a sure thing. And we, you know, followed in their footsteps, but we put our own twists on things. And my husband, um, is the one back in the kitchen. And so we, you know, added a lot to the menu, changed the menu, but the foundation is definitely, you know, what we got from Corey's parents, which is, um, breakfast classics. So, uh, we really consider ourselves a pancake house over anything else. We have, um, all of our batters are made from scratch, all of our sauces, um, uh, our dressings and, uh, yeah, so we were we were just kind of following in their footsteps, but um, but doing our own thing, you know, at the same time. What's kind of your stamp on Maple Counter Cafe? What's something that says Rachel did this? I really am in charge of you know front of the house. Corey, my husband's in charge of back of the house, and I would say my staff. I mean, all of the staffing that is that sort of my my main focus is. Um, you know, holding together the scheduling and I do all of the payroll and book work, um, but just sort of keeping our staff inspired and positive and, you know, well taken care of. That is really my, my main role there. And um, one of the best compliments that, that I've ever gotten is when customers pull me aside and say, wow, this place is awesome. Everyone's working together as a team. I can really feel the positive energy. Everyone must really love working here. You've done a great job. And that's just such a huge compliment for me because that's really where I try to put so much of my time and energy is just making it a positive, safe space for all of my staff. And if they are you know, happy and love their job, I hope that that will um, you know, spill over into the customer's experience and that our customers will really feel that. You've had the Maple Counter Cafe for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're coming up on 10 years this November. So November 22nd will be our 10 year anniversary. And any special plans? Have... Oh, you know, I was just thinking about that the other day. And, you know, we're still sort of in the midst of COVID and we're back to masks now. And so it's like, oh, I don't know about doing a big party, but I was thinking maybe we'll just do, you know, like $10 off for everybody who comes in in honor of 10 years, something like that. Something low key, I think. Over the 10 years, what would you say is a top moment in your restaurant career so far? Oh, 
Gosh, I don't know if I could pinpoint any one particular thing. I think it's just the, like I had said, the, you know, the staff. I've, we've, had, we've had a lot of staff that have worked for us since the very beginning. Our batter guy has been there the whole time. Some of my servers have been there with us, you know, nine, ten years. So just building those relationships and building relationships with our customers. I can't think of any you know, one particular thing that I, that, you know, stands out, it's really just more the day to day and how that has played a role in, you know, fulfilling, fulfilling me as a person. Is there perhaps uh, something that's occurred at the restaurant that is a memory that'll be with you for years to come that you can share? Something out of the ordinary that may have happened? Well, one thing that, um, was really cool as we had a uh, one of our customers um, that we didn't know it at the time was an author and he ended up having this great experience and um, he writes inspirational self-help books and he contacted us um, after his experience and said hey I was so inspired by this service and I just had such a great experience and I want to write a book about how to be amazing and you guys are going to be the, you know, like the, um, the examples. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so the preface of the book is all about Maple Counter and how you two can be amazing. And, you know, he was sharing that he had this amazing experience and what, like what made it amazing and really made him think about all of the factors that go into how to be amazing and, it was such a great honor for us to be, to be represented in his book. And we sell them and we sell the books in the restaurant. Um, so that was one really special, special thing that happened over the past few years. Absolutely. Not everyone can say that, that something yeah. like that occurred. So I think that's super cool. I've got to ask, and you probably aren't going to like this question, but is there a hidden treasure on your menu, like that someone, a first timer can't miss, like they have to order it. It's like, yeah, it's, but might get overlooked. So it's like the hidden treasure on your menu. Sure. I well, So most people, so the non-hidden treasure would be our apple pancake, I'd say, because that's sort of our signature dish and what we're most known for. But so what I would say the more hidden treasure would be that sort of, you know, hiding in the background would be our Swedish pancakes. Um, I call them 49ers because that's what they're called at Corey's parents restaurant. And they are so good. (laughs) They're um, really (laughs) creamy in the middle, sort of lacy around the outside. We serve them with butter and maple syrup and lingonberries. So the lingonberries give them just like a little bit of tartness and, you know, some of the bites. And that is one of the items that I always recommend to people that might not necessarily see it at first glance. They're so good. They sound good like right now and it's not even breakfast time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're delicious. They'll, sometimes the kitchen will sort of accidentally make extra ones or something and they'll be sitting in the window for like, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes and I'll still go up and grab a few bites and even cold, they're delicious. <laughs> Wonderful. So everybody's got this little tip now to, yes. to try those out when they stop in. Um, I'm guessing that the... Maple Counter was first, and then you decided that wasn't enough and you needed to open up Pinecone Creamery. Is that right? Yeah. So I had worked at an ice cream shop in college and loved it. And I had 
always had a dream of opening an ice cream shop. And actually, when uh, Corey and I first moved to Walla Walla, we were a little unsure that we would have enough funding to open Maple Counter. And we started you know, questioning if we were going to be able to do it and maybe it would be more affordable to start an ice, to do an ice cream shop instead. So we played with that idea before we even opened Maple Counter. Ultimately, we're able to open Maple Counter, um, which was great, but uh, still had this, you know, in the back of our minds of having an ice cream shop. And anytime I'm on vacation, that's the first thing I want to do is go find the local ice cream shop. It's, I just love ice cream. I think, you know, so many people, <laughs> so many people do. And yeah, we, we just kept talking about it and finally, um, finally went for it. And we started doing construction on the space, which happens to be right around the corner from Maple Counter, which is so convenient. We can see each other's back doors, which is so nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, we're constantly sending people back and forth for, oh, we're out of coffee or, oh, go grab, you know, floor cleaner or whatever. Um, but yeah, we started construction in 2019 and then got a little sideways with, you know, COVID and had to pause for a bit, but we opened, let's see, September, 2020. So it's been just about a year that we've been open there. Oh, wow. It's, it is the newbie. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I haven't even gone through a full year. Well, actually let's see, September 6th. So yeah, just just about a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got a breakfast restaurant with, I wouldn't call it low-cal food. Tasty, right. yummy. Definitely not low-cal. Yeah. <laughs> food. And then you have an ice cream shop. So how do you and your fabulous husband and family stay so in shape? Yeah. Well, What's the actually, secret? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really eat at Maple Counter anymore, to be totally honest. I, you know, Shame on you say, for oh, saying what? that. <laughs> thing to eat there or you know customers will ask me and like honestly I just come in and usually get like a bowl of oats put some fresh fruit in there and milk and call it good so I really don't eat at maple counter um the ice cream shop on the other hand it's really hard for me to to not try all the flavors they're so we have some really fun flavors and I love you know as I said love ice cream so you know moderation is key so just try to you know have a little taste here and there also my husband and I are um, avid CrossFitters, we go to CrossFit, so that helps uh, counter all of the ice cream calories. Okay, well, that's, that's, I had to know your secret. There, there yeah. had to be one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you concerned now that you have an ice cream shop that you might eventually not like ice cream one day? I, no, mm-mm, no, no, I'm not concerned. No, okay. no, I, yeah, I still, every time I go in there, there's something I want to try and I, yeah, I'm not sick of it at all. <laughs> so who comes up with all the great flavors? Yeah, Corey and I sort of just come up with it together and we're inspired from, you know, other places that we see and um, we have a strawberry rhubarb pie on the menu right now that is really good. Um, I mean, like honey lavender, that's kind of unusual. Yes, that one's so good. And we use, we actually use local honey from just south of us in Milton Freewater, Oregon. Uh, There's a honey farm down there we get our honey from. We try to use as many local ingredients as we can. And then um, all of the milk and cream is from Bellingham. So it's not exactly, you know, 
exactly local, but still here in Washington in the area. state. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of our dyes are all natural, which is really cool. So we don't use any, you know, red artificial, 40. Or, no artificial. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the purple that we use to color the honey lavender is actually purple carrot. We use green spirulina and blue spirulina. We use um, uh, uh, turmeric. So, yeah, beets to color things pink. So it's pretty cool that parents can come in and know that their kids are getting, you know, it's obviously, you know, sugar and fat. Right. (laughs) It is ice cream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you do have fantastic flavors that are enticing, like end of the rainbow, fruity pebbles, Earl yeah, Grey. We have our cereal milk ones, and yeah, the Earl Grey we steep the thai, tea leaves for Thai iced hours. tea. That sounds a little uh, different. The yeah, XOXO. Yeah. I'm sorry. That one we did for Valentine's Day this year. I wanted to Aww. do a Valentine's flavor, and so it's a white chocolate ice cream with a homemade raspberry swirl and then white chocolate chips. And we use the berry calibo white chocolate. It's so good. Or the cat, not berry calibo, the just calibo, I think. Anyhow, it, that was one of my favorite flavors, but it's sort of just going to be a special seasonal one where we only bring it around at uh, Valentine's day. But oh my gosh, that one was delicious. (laughs) And what about blue moon? Like, what is that? Yeah. So blue moon is actually a really popular flavor in the Midwest. So some of our Midwest listeners might know about it. And it's really sort of a mystery flavor. It kind of tastes different for everybody. So some people taste cereal milk, like tr- like tricks, maybe. Um, other people taste nutmeg or vanilla, uh, maybe pudding. It's really cool to have people try it and then give us their take on what they think it uh, tastes like because it's, it's different across the board. You should do a blind tastings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It would be so, I mean, like literally um, blindfold them and and do tastings and ask them, which is your favorite and see what the front runners are. Um, And then you have vegan flavors too. Yeah, we have a, we try to always scoop at least three vegan flavors. We have 18 flavors total. So three of which are vegan. And then we have a grab and go pint freezer where customers can come in and grab, uh, you know, pints to go. And we always try to keep that stocked with, you know, at least six, seven, you know, eight different vegan flavors. So that's, and we actually just got a new packaging for our vegan flavors. So it's really easy to come in and identify which ones are vegan. And it's so great because there's a lot of people out there that aren't vegan necessarily, but have lactose, you know, issues, issues and just right. dairy and it hurts their stomach. And so we've had such a great response from customers being so grateful that we have quite a few vegan options. And it's nothing better than when we have kids come in who can't do dairy. And oh, it's just so great to see a smile on their face when they see that they have options. It's pretty cool. It, oh, it's just, you know, it's like the perfect business to have because it puts a smile on everybody's face, right? It really, really does. It's, it may sound cliche that, you know, you're just like making people happy, but that's really pretty much what it's all about. It's pretty great. I can only imagine just how exciting, how fun being an entrepreneur and a restaurateur, you know, not every day is perfect. So can you tell me maybe something that you've learned along the way 
over the last 10 years or so? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of rough days. Over time, I've really learned to not take things personally. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, when you have staff that maybe quit and you're like, oh, like I really thought they were going to stick around or, you know, just I've, I've really had to separate myself from, from taking things personally. And um, also just going with the flow and not getting super stressed about things that are out of my control. So, you know, there's just constantly things going wrong in the restaurant. I mean, just always something breaking, you know, like every day, oh, the refrigerator broke, the espresso machine's broken, uh, this person called out sick, uh, you know, this person has, you know, an eggshell in their food, whatever. There's just always something. And I started, it was, you know, hard at first to figure out how to manage the feelings that would bubble up when all of those things happened. And over time, I've just really learned that it's just the way it is. It's not like it's never going to be perfect and to accept that and roll with it. And I, it's the main reason that I'm still able to own a restaurant. I feel like is just being able to shrug stuff off and, and, and let it roll off. Let it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can relate to so many things that you just said. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it's hard to stay sane otherwise. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it can feel too stressful. So you got to figure out a way to be okay with, yeah. with let it go. It Learn more about the women who live in wine country. When you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's move on to your personal life because it's uh, pretty interesting. I have to know, how did you stumble upon Corey, who is not only your fabulous husband, your partner in business, but also a singer, songwriter, and musician? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool story. So I um, was off at college my first year and my high school boyfriend was a drummer he was still living in Port Angeles Corey's from Squim which is about you know 20 minutes away and my high school boyfriend sends me a CD and says oh this is me I'm drumming on this guy's song and that he recorded I you know I met him through whoever and I loved this song (laughs) and I listened to it all the time and kind of sad and so whenever I was sad I'd pull out this song and like all of my college roommates can attest that I listen to this song all the time and this was way before Facebook and social media so I couldn't go online and see what he looked like or anything like that right um but uh then I had been I had moved back to Port Angeles for a summer at some point after college and Corey was had been living in Chicago playing music. He as well had moved back home for the summer to sort of, we were both trying to figure out what we were going to do. And I was at a bar and he happened to be there and I knew his cousin. And anyhow, I met him outside and of the bar and was like, Oh my gosh, you're Corey Nagler. I've had this song for like, you know, however many years and I love it. And I was so excited to meet him. And then he ended up leaving the next day for a trip to Thailand. He was gone all summer. And then we reconnected somehow when he got back and the rest is history. You stole his heart. Yeah, yeah. That is a great story. And then we actually, I'm trying to remember exactly, I think, oh, yeah, I was at my uh, best friend's wedding. That's where I saw him. And he was sort of crashing the wedding with his sister and her husband. And 
So that's where we reconnected. I was trying to remember. So, so yeah. Has he ever persuaded you to sing along with him? He's not super into me singing because I'm not a great <laughs> singer. So um, not exactly. Although I do sing on one of his records backing vocals. Um, but that's about it. I sort of leave the music thing to him. I'm it's it's not really my thing and it works better right. that way. <laughs> right. Well let's talk about your home. Do you all live in Walla Walla? Yeah, so we live just south of town. It's only about a ten minute drive um to the restaurant and we're on ten acres. And we have uh, goats, we have a llama, we have chickens. So we have quite a bit of property. Most of it's being farmed um, for wheat. But we, um, yeah, have, have yeah, big garden. Uh, we put in, there was only maybe four or five trees on the property when we first moved in. And now we have over 50 trees. So oh, we planted wow. a lot of trees. I put in raspberries, blueberries, strawberries. I have some raised garden beds that Corey built. So we love it out here. It's uh, close to town, but just you feel like you're in another world. And we have a beautiful view of the hills. And that was one of the main draws that brought us to Walla Walla was how beautiful the rolling hills are. Mm -hmm. When we were 10 minutes out of town on our first visit here, I just couldn't believe how beautiful it was. And when we first moved to town, we lived right in town. So I didn't really see the hills that much. And when we would drive to Tri-Cities to go to Costco or something, we'd see the hills and, oh gosh, that's, that's why we moved here. So it was really important to us that we found something um, on, uh, you know, a little bit out of town when we were finally ready to buy. And yeah, it's, it's great. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What is your decorating style, color scheme? Um, talk yeah. to me. Yeah, so I'm always attracted to the all, you know, all white. So when I look at magazines, I'm like, oh, I love that, you know, the all white thing. However, I just can't bring myself to to do it in my home because I love color too much. And I actually lived in Mexico a couple um, for a couple study abroads in college, and that sort of um, the all of the the color, the bright, you know, tapestries of fabrics, all of that has really stuck with me since I lived there. So I have quite a bunch of, you know, pops of color, a lot of Mexican art in here. Um, It's just, yeah, it's just fun. I have a lot of wallpapers. So I have a, a wallpaper in our living room, wallpapers in different bathrooms, just fun stuff that I found on anthropology. And um, so definitely, yeah, lots of color, I'd say. As much as I love the whole white aesthetic, I have just never been able to to commit. (laughs) So is there a predominant color? Is it mostly blue colors or reds? I'm very into jewel tones. Oh, I love jewel tones. Mm -hmm. So a lot of blues and and reds and purples kind of, but I I suppose, not so much purple, but, but definitely jewel tones. Um, not a ton of green, not as much green, except I have a lot of plants. So that's, oh, there that you go. You admitted that you work a lot. You've got two businesses. Yes. You've got a couple of kids. When you have a chance to kick back and relax, what room do you go to and and whose music do you turn on? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I would say I tend to 
to relax, I kind of have to get out of the house and go sit on the porch just because inside it's like, oh, there's too much to do, you know, like the the laundry and the straightening up after the kids. And so it's hard for me to just sit down and relax inside the house. So once I can get out onto the porch, that's, um, that's kind of where that can happen. And the, um, yeah, the, the back porch faces the hills. So if it's, before the sun's gone down, we'll sit, you know, back there. And then once the sun is set, go onto the front porch and um, sit there. And but yeah, it's, I honestly, I don't really relax too much. I, there's just sort of too much to do in my life. And mm-hmm. I actually have three kids and one of them's a baby. She's just uh, 10 months. So not a lot of relaxing, but, um, but when it happens, yeah, I get a glass of wine, sit out on the porch. And then my husband usually is the one who controls the music. Um, <laughs> his phone is the one, like the one connected to the Bluetooth speakers right. up there. Um, but uh, we like to listen to a lot of Beatles, Crosby, Stills and Nash, you know, that sort of thing. So just sort of a lot of um, old, old blues. Um, I love Leon Bridges. He's awesome. When you have out-of-town guests coming to the Walla Walla area, other than your two establishments, what's one or two places that are like must-see spots that you recommend? Yeah, for sure. Well, we love to go out to eat, and we have so many amazing restaurants in Walla Walla. And uh, Saffron's probably our favorite uh, for dinner restaurants. It's uh, Chris is the chef there, and he's been nominated for a James Beard Award multiple years, and their food is so, so delicious. So we always take guests there, and we have so many amazing wineries, as you know. Um, we love staying down on the south side of town when we're taking visitors around because the south side is where all of the vineyards are. So uh, we love just sort of hopping between the different south side wineries down here there's so many beautiful ones ama v has a beautiful view um, from their place we like going to feliciana it's just over the border but they have sangria so that's always just a fun thing to do when you're a little fatigued from all of the the wine tasting is to mix it up with sangria um sleight of hand is down here on the side of town and they have such a fun tasting room with a record player and um, it's just yeah, super great Pearl Jam posters all over the walls. Um, the list goes on. There's We have so many amazing, amazing, fun, fun, fun wineries here. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap things up with what I like to call is five quick questions. You ready, Rachel? Yes. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? A Toyota Highlander. Okay. What time do you get up in the morning? Oh, seven-ish. Oh, that's not bad. Nope. I have bad. to ask this question. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, my gosh. Oh, ah, so many. I love coffee. Coffee ice cream. Okay. What's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. And when you're in the grocery store checkout line, which candy bar do you grab? Oh my gosh. Um, Reese's. Okay. Peanut butter cups. <laughs> Everybody loves chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> oh my gosh, you can't go wrong. Rachel, you are a delight. It's been a whole bunch of fun talking to you today. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.